0: Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R. And yes, you are tuning in to Roll Radio. where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Roll Radio, family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box... peace and greetings everyone it's your boy j rated r that's right you're tuning in to the Road radio where you heard it here you heard it first absolutely well 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 it is another glorious moment in life another glorious day and the reason why is because we're still here for those of us who are alive in the flesh Our spirits are animating these bodies. The most high is giving the approval for us to go another day or another minute, another second. We don't know if our whole day will consist of us staying alive, but that is why we should be blessed in every moment and every second of every part of our life. I speak for myself first and foremost, family. As you hear me say recently, a lot of things going on. Too much to put into context, too much to even mention, more or less in the podcast show. But I do what I can. Your boy does what he can and he gets it done. Even if he's a little slow sometimes on getting it done the way he wants to. It's all approval of the most high. You no, know, the Bible tells us that a man makes plans in his heart, but the Lord determines his steps. So you can make plans all you want to, but it all comes down to the approval of how the most high want how he wants you to move. And that's all I'm trying to do. That's that's really all I'm trying to do. I've gotten a lot of compliments from people, different people lately about, you know, they're happy how I'm doing things. They love the podcast. They're sorry about the grieving of my grandmother and things like that. And I really with with much respect and love back to those people. I, I, I can't say anything negative because, you know, we all are going through something right now. Now, you guys know I'm always talking about the truth. I'm always spilling the beans on something. That's, a benefic- that's beneficial to, you know, people's life, their lifestyles, their survival, their souls, their salvation. When I say these things to you all, I'm also saying them to myself. I, I say these things to myself first before I make it known to the world. Now, some things you have to keep pri- private in your life. Some things are not, everything is not always for the public. There has to be a level of respect. Um, there has to be a level of accountability And sometimes it's not all just about me. There are others involved and you have to respect their privacy as well. But I speak on a general um, plateau to the general public about general things. So even if some of these things are hard for individuals to swallow because they are going through it or been through it or may be the ones doing whatever or whatever the case is. It can come off as you, you're talking to individuals, and rightfully so. But it doesn't mean it's an attack on any particular individuals. And if it comes off that way, it's just because I am, I am as a human, I'm talking about things that I've went through in my own life. I mean, I'm on a platform. I'm on a podcast. That's what you do. You talk about whatever the subject matter is. But have I revealed any names personally of any people or family members that I know? No. So no one would ever know who I'm truly talking about. They can assume if they know a little bit about me, but they don't know my business because I don't put my business out there. I don't put it out there on any platform, social media. So no one, and I don't talk to people like that, you know, personally to tell them everything that's going on in my life. The Bible says you have to be careful who you call your friends. Even with family, you have to be careful. Everybody is not who they appear to be. And it hurts to say that from a human point of view because you have feelings. And all you want at the end of the day is your feelings to be respected. You want your feelings to be reciprocated in the way you're giving your feelings to others. And I'm talking about if it's on a good thing, not if it's on some BS or if you got an attitude or if you out here hurting people, then you, you reap what you sow. But every now and again and every now and again we just want to get back what we're given. And we want to make it easy for everybody. We don't want to be a burden to nobody. We don't want to be a problem for nobody. We don't want those things. If we're genuinely good people, all you want is love, acceptance. You want the ridicule to stop. You want the antagonizing. Uh, Humiliation to stop You want the being judged to stop You just want to be accepted And it's good And it would just be nice To have a family member A friend A significant other Be able to Support you in a way Where it's genuine Where it comes from the heart And you want to do that and be that for them we want to be soldiers for our loved ones. We want to be protectors and providers. And if we can't provide the way we want to, we work for, it. we work towards it. We, we do it in different ways. There's always more than one way to do something to get the job done. As long as you're putting a conservative effort with all your soul and all your might and your mind and you get it done. Isn't that the end result? But sometimes your view and your vision is not always met with gentleness. It's not always understood. And there's a quote that I got from a movie I just saw. It's not a movie, actually. It's a movie series. And I'm going to quote it. It's from the new Netflix series called Samaran. You guys got to check that out. It's eight episodes. Just came out last month in January. It is an awesome show. And I'll talk to you more about it later on if I have time about what it is. But there was a part in that movie where the truth came out to an individual from another individual. And she basically said to this guy, is it such a burden? To just find out the truth. And his response was. Heavy is the burden. Of untimely truth. Not everyone can handle that. Now I want you to think about it. I'm going to say it again real slow. Heavy is the burden. Of untimely. Truth. Not everyone can handle that. That's deep. And it's not just the sound of it. That makes it deep. It's the message that was spoken that makes it deep heavy what is heavy the burden the burden is heavy of untimely truth meaning it it comes at the truth comes out at a time with all the things that you're already going through and it was a burden because it was so heavy to deal with it was hard to process hard to swallow hard to comprehend and it happened at such a time where there was always something else on top of that and a lot of people can't handle that. Is there really ever a good time to tell something that you know is going to be heavy on someone or way hard on somebody's heart once they know? I don't think so. But the thing about it is that it is good if you can take some good from it is the fact that at least the truth came out. And that could be about anything. The truth is not always going to be walking with open arms, fam. And many of us will say all the time, hey, I can handle it or just tell me. And sometimes people are hesitant in telling you things because they know that as soon as they do, automatically, there's going to be feelings torn apart. There's going to be misconceived notions, a lot of judgment. There's going to be pain, hurt or anger. It's not going to be always welcome with open arms. And this is why a lie looks good. It sounds good, but in the end, it does more harm and destruction and tears people and families apart. And that's what the devil is. That's what Satan's kingdom is. He's the destroyer. He's the liar. He's the thief who comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. So, yes, in the long run, the truth is the best. It will always be the best policy. May not seem that way in the short term, because in the short term, you're trying to avoid or alleviate what the response or the reaction is going to be for telling the truth. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast from a general, specific overall point of view. And if you look at today's title, it reads as Galatians 4, 16. Because in Galatians chapter four, verse 16, it says, have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? Family, we are going to take our first commercial break. When we return, we will jump straight into it. I'm your boy, J-Rated R. You all tuning in to Fable Radio. Don't go anywhere, fam. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Jay, rated R. That's right, you are tuning in to Fay Radio. Well, you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. Now, y'all know, you've been asking me for quite a, ton- a long time. What about our website, Jay? You keep saying you're going to have one. Well, check this out. The new Fay Radio website is still in the process, but we have another website that we have just came out with. I'm very happy about it. It's definitely new, high quality, and... Well, you better get in there while stuff still sells. That new website is called Jewelry of the Nile. That's right. Jewelry of the Nile. Now, I'm a big movie fan. And if you notice the title, I got the idea from the movie Jewel of the Nile with Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito. On this high quality jewelry website, we have necklaces, bracelets, neck chains, rings, earrings and much, much more. We're starting off at 50% on certain things, so make sure you go over there and check it out. And we have gift cards. Now, check out the site. Send your boy an email at jratedr at pharaohradio.com to let me know what you think. If not, send me an email at jratedr at jewelryofthenile.com in reference to the information that we have all in reference to our jewelry site. So, make sure you head on over there. Now, if you need the spelling, here it is, because it's a bit tricky. Yes, the site's called JewelryoftheNile.com. Well, Jewelry of the Nile is the name, but here's the website www.j is in w e l hyphen R Y O F T H E N as in ANSI I L E.com. So don't forget to put that hyphen in the word jewelry. That's J-E-W-E-L hyphen R-Y of denial.com. Make sure you support your boy. We're finally getting some things done. And I know a lot of you are definitely going to be excited. I know I am. If you have any questions, you know how to hit me up. That's com. Head on over there. Buy yourself something nice. We got holidays coming, fam. Birthdays are always around the corner and special occasions. Send that special loved one or that significant other a thank you. Treat them with something nice. Heck, treat yourself. You won't regret it. That's Jewelryofdenial.com. www.Jewelryofdenial.com. I'm your boy, J-Rated R. Y'all stay blessed. And as always, family, peace and namaste. All right, family, we are back. I'm your boy, Jay, and you are tuning in to Fable Radio. And today's title is Galatians 4.16. Have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? You know, earlier I quoted a, a statement that was from the series of Netflix called Sama Samaran. And uh, it's quite interesting when you look up the mythology of Samaran in general. But you know, earlier yesterday, I was just sitting here and pontificating on some things, praying in the spirit and meditating. And the saying came to me in my head. And so this is my saying. If you want to give me credit for it, I mean, you could say God gave it to me or the Most High. But it says, one of the best ways to make a mistake, this is, this is what I wrote down. This is my quote. One of the best ways to make a mistake is to pretend there are no mistakes to be made. How often have we convinced ourselves that we don't do any wrong? That everything that happens to us is always someone else to blame. There's always fingers pointed at someone else's direction. Not even in the slightest do we even admit, a lot of us, that we are even to blame for a little bit of something. Because here's the thing. There is no effect without a cause. And when we really truly understand the laws of how what you would say the universe works in concordance to the Bible, because the most high is the law and everything that you can find in any new age or anything of that nature you'll find it in scriptures. 1 John chapter 3 verse 18 tells us little children words in the tongue are not enough but deeds also have to be included and in truth. So in other words to summarize and give you the concise version of what I just read or what I just said was in because I didn't actually read that that's in 1 John 3.18 what that basically is saying is don't be about talking be about action and I'll go to 1 John just so you can hear me read it now that I've given you the version the shorter version of what I was saying 1 John chapter 3 verse 18 this is what it says my little children let us not love in word neither in tongue but in deed and in truth so I wasn't too far off just by quoting that out of my head because these things mean something truth is everything If you have no truth, what do you have? A bunch of lies. Fabrications. And that's not smart. Because you're ignoring things that are fundamentally sound. And that comes in many forms. So again, there is no effect without cause. Why is this happening? What caused it? Who caused it? Who were inv- who were the participant or the parties involved? What was the verdict after it happened? How did you resolve it? Were there mutual feelings involved? What was the verdict? There are many things that we can sit here and ponder on, fam, and never get a thing done. So you have to be about action. Faith is nothing without deeds. Remember that. That's also in your Bibles in chapter 11 of Hebrews. What is faith without works? Sure, you can sit here and chant and do affirmations and mantras all day. Until you get so deeply rooted into a certain state of consciousness or trance that you may feel a change happening. But if you're not getting off of your butt and meeting the change, don't expect much for the change to give you what you want. A man can't make money if he doesn't apply himself to some type of work. And it's not just a man literally, but that's mankind. I'm saying it, man, because men are supposed to be men, which is lacking a lot of in in today's generation. And I won't even say generation. I'll say in today's society, because it's all generations that are involved in that, not just the the youngest. I don't want to put all the blame on the young ones, because a lot of the way they are is because of us and our lack, luster, and how we have raised them, spoiled them. And there's nothing wrong with spoiling your children, showing them love. But you got to implement or instill hard work, ethics. Nothing comes easy. Nothing is going to be given to you. If you feel entitled, you got to show what your entitlement is worth by putting the work into what it is that you want to get it. Not because you feel entitled and privileged due to your color or your gender or your status, because none of that means any damn thing. Who are you? To presume to order me about what is your status? Have you worked to become who you are in reputation? And if you have, rightfully so, then you have to follow the order of commands, the natural order. What is the rank? State your rank. Do you have clearance? That's not just business, that's in life. Some people like to think because they have titles. That's enough to intimidate folks. It's not. And are you abusing the privilege? Are you abusing the authority that you've been given? Because the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Be thankful for every moment of your life. That's a gift. You don't have to be here. You don't have to be alive. So why do people make a big deal about it? If something has happened to you, it should be life-changing. It should be altering. It should change the way you think, the way you act, the way you look at things. You shouldn't be keeping, you shouldn't keep repeating the same patterns of things that you were doing before you had this change in your life. And that's all of us. That's every single last one of us. If you're still saying and doing the same things you were doing a year ago, two years ago, three, four, five, six, ten, twelve years ago. You haven't changed. You have done, my friend, what I just said not to do when it comes to making mistakes. Which is one of the best ways to make a mistake is to pretend there are no mistakes to be made. Some people say they're sorry. But they're not actually sorry for what they've done. They're sorry that they got caught doing it. Because had they not been sorry, sorry would have been just... Another past formality of excuses. Is our government sorry for putting us in the state that we're in right now? Although they claim they're trying to help us come out of these states. Look who initiated these policies. I just did a podcast, the five-hour podcast called The Kingdom of Darkness. the Satan's triune or triad covenant referring to the dark trinity now I, I don't expect any of you that's listening to that to actually listen to it sitting down for the whole five hours <laughs> I know you have a life I know you have other things that come into play and disruptions and things like that but make sure you listen to a fan I took the time to really put a lot of work into that as I always do for y'all And sometimes I think people can take you for granted because they're used to you being or doing a certain thing. So they feel like they can always come back to you because you ain't going to change. I can do what I want and then come back to that person. But you keep taking life for granted when you do that, because, again, you're under the assumption that you have tomorrow. Oh, I'll get it later. Oh, I'll call them later. Oh, I'll talk to them when I get a chance. And you're really not doing anything in that moment. Now, if you're resting and you need your rest, fine. Be that way with everybody. If you are under a lot of uh, stress, or if you had a, an intense week, month, hell, even year, <laughs> then you need to be getting all the rest you can. You need to appropriate your energy and reserve your energy for things that are mostly needed so that you can be of some good to get your work done. I I have no problem with anything that anybody is doing to better their life or to get things done. You know what the Bible says, though. If you do too many things at one time, you'll never get anything done. You'll always keep being behind and you'll always keep chasing that which you should have done or been done with. That's in the book of Sirach, a.k.a. Ecclesiasticus, chapter 11. The book of James tells us also, and I'm gonna go to James. Because James is where it's at. <laughs> you know? The whole Bible's where it's at. And this is all in relation to Galatians 4:16, fam. Everything that I talk about, every day. I'm gonna keep putting it out there every day as long as it's you yeah, Yahs will. What do I say about Yah's will? If it's his will, I'm gonna do it. That's my plan. But who determines my steps? He does. According to Proverbs 16 verse 9. Now, why am I going to the book of James in this case? Because in the book of James chapter 4. It tells me in verse 15. For that you all ought to say. If Yah will. We shall live. And do this or that. So in other words, it is not for us to boast or to make claim to something we have yet to get to. Go to verse 14, one before it. It says, whereas you all know not what shall be on tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. For that ye ought to say, if Yah will, Meaning God, if God's will, we shall live and do this or that. So right there, clearly in the scriptures, not because Jay read it all saying, it's okay to pre-plan. It's okay to have your your intent set on doing something to get a uh, um, to achieve or to get a goal done, whatever that may be, no matter how big or small. But tomorrow has to get here. And Matthew chapter six tells us we ought to let tomorrow worry about itself. Let's read that, fam. Because these are things I'm telling you that are what? Truthful. The truth. So if anyone's getting upset hearing me say these things, Galatians 4.16 says once again, have I become your enemy because I tell the truth? What's it going to be? Do you want somebody who's honest and humble Who's not being judgmental. But just being honest. See people want you to tickle their ears. with They have itching ears. They have itching ears. This is the problem. I'm looking around and seeing. This is what's going on in the world. Automatically. If you're somebody who is called. Of a religious status. You're thrown in the same categories. Of people who are actually walking around here. Persecuting people by condemning them. And threatening them. That's not the way to do it. But what some people take as a threat, sometimes it's not even a threat. What a threat is, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hurt you. Yo, you this. Yo, you that. You're not worthy. You're going to hell. But why are they going to hell? Have you talked to them like a person? Have you said, hey, let me talk to you real quick about the Bible? But automatically, people shun from that. Because here they be out, the eyes start rolling in the back of their head and looking up in the sky. And then they say, oh, here we go. Here we go. But where are we going? Where are you going when you die? If you think you're doing good and everything's fine, hey, even better. Shouldn't even be a thing to you. Now, if I were to approach you talking about something worldly, you might want to hear what I got to say. Because I'm talking to itching ears. You'll say, well, Jay, ain't that itching ears if you, if I want to hear the word? It is. Itching ears simply means this, family. See, we try to make one thing bad. Itching ears means I want to hear what I want to hear. Talk to my ego. The Bible ain't talking to your ego, fam. It's talking to your soul. That's the difference. The Bible ain't about the world. It's against the world. It loves the world because it created it. But the world has taken on matters that are against that which the Most High says to do. So if you're going against him, which is the word sin, if you're rebelling against the law, which is the Most High, then you are of the world because you want to have what you want, when you want it, how you want it. Proverbs 14, 12. What what do I always say, fam? It says, There is a way that seemeth right to a man, But the end is death. So there's a way that seemeth right. That means it appears to be right. But in actuality, when the smoke clears, it was not right at all. It was wrong. How is it wrong? Because you didn't follow in the ways of truth. You rather follow in the ways of error. And walk in it with pride. Pride. Because you had itching ears Someone didn't say something you wanted to hear When you needed to hear it That's what love is No one's throwing it down your throat Not over here Why do y'all think I do these podcasts man? I talk about any and everything We talk about sex What's going on in the world Relationships Investments Religion Worldly affairs Global affairs weather inclination This going to come a day favorable radio will not be allowed to be heard based on some of the topics that I have discussed. Do you understand that? Do you really get that? It's if you can't see it it's because you're not there yet. Not cuz I'm somebody special and I'm above people and I'm over here with it. No. I'm a messenger. And my job, regardless if I like it or not, is to deliver you the truth. Plain and simple. There is no more or less to it. And that's what the scriptures tells us. This ain't something I wanted to be because I said so. Get out of your feelings, man, and walk with me. If you want to have feelings and passion about something, be mad at what's going on in your world. Be mad at the way things are. We just take everything the government gives us, spoon-feeds us, and says, "Well, you know, we have to abide the we have to obey the law." No one is telling you to break the law. Yes, obey your rulers, your leaders. Don't submit to them though on a spiritual level. Who is your father? Who is your mother? The most high Because you're not going to have to answer for man when it's all said and done. Man has to answer for something himself. Man is but a man. Nothing more. Nothing less. Some of you pay homage and servitude to another human being. You idolize certain people because of beauty, money, fame. But don't you understand idolatry is against the very laws of the creator? I have done it. I'm guilty of it. Nothing J-rated R is saying to you all is just pointing fingers. Get the message. I'm a messenger. That's it. Because I have a responsibility to those who are open enough to hear what I'm saying. Get your ego in check. This ain't about egos. An ego ain't nothing but your imagination. And by no stretch of the imagination am I saying, I got all the answers. But I know this book does. And all you got to do is apply it. I ain't talking religion. I ain't talking about a pastor. I'm not talking about these churches of congregation. Yes, it is good to have congregation with people who are walking in the same light as you and I. There's good to be around people that are equally yoked. It's good to be having sermons. It's good to be in the presence of those of like minds. You know, someone really brought to my attention yesterday, I was having this talk with them and he made a very good point to some of the things that I was saying about some things that I had been going through and they said to me the Bible makes it clear that man is not meant to be alone hence this is why he has a companion we according to as I always say Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says what what does it say go to Galatians I mean we already the podcast is already Galatians chapter 4 16, So Galatians is is on point today. But let's go to Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. What does it say? I'll tell you what it says. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says what I always say to you. It says, bear ye one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of the Messiah of Christ. Let me read that again. It says to bear one another's burdens. I know we don't naturally want to be a burden on anybody, but that's why you have loved ones. That's why you have support groups. Because we're to hold each other up when one of us is down. We're to lift each other up with these words in the Bible to give us comfort, to give us peace, to keep us from fear and worry. Those are lower frequencies, lower vibrations. The Lord is a, is a is the highest vibration. This is the most high. That's why he's the most high. He's the highest of highs. What did I tell you all if you for those of you who got as far in yesterday's podcast that I did called What I Just Said, The Kingdom of Darkness, or the day before, whenever I did it, I said that there were two frequencies. There's one of the, of, the, of the world that Lucifer uses and there's another of the most high because he wants to be like the most high. He wants to be praised and glorified and celebrate. He wants to boast. He wants to be everything the most high is, but is not. Remember I quoted at the very beginning of this podcast, I said from the quote of the show on Netflix called Samaran, there's a part in it that says heavy is the burden of untimely truth. Not everyone can handle that. What is today's podcast called? Galatians chapter 4 verse 16. Why? Because in Galatians chapter 4 verse 16 it says, "Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth?" People be acting like they want to hear the truth. But then when they get up uh, uh, when they hear it, they get salty. Now, there's a way to say things. Depends on what the truth is that you're talking about. Those things are factored in as well. St. John chapter 8, verse 32 says, And the truth shall make you free. What does free mean? It means not to be enslaved to a lie. It means not to be kept behind or back by fraud. Like the book of James tells us. Because we've been kept back by fraud, family. By who? By our persecutors, our oppressors, the colonizers, the fallen ones, the watchers, the angels, the gods of this world. Where does it say that at? J rated R. But we've been kept back by fraud. It's in the very last chapter of the book of James. James. The Lord has heard your cries and he's coming back for a vengeance. But we got to get out of this mindset that somebody owe us something. What does chapter 4 of James say in verse 6 and 7? It said but he gives more grace, right? It says, wherefore, he says, Elohim, resist the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. Verse seven, submit yourselves, therefore, to the most high or to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh, meaning near to God, and he will draw nigh to you. You see, the first step to getting closer to the father is to make those steps closer to him. Call on him. Now, I ain't preaching, man. I don't do that. Y'all know what it is. Stop worrying about stuff like that. A message is a message. Don't worry about the messenger. Just did you get the message? (laughs) Okay, because it don't matter who said it, as long as what they said resonates and was said correctly enough for you to understand the importance. But verse or chapter five, like I just said, says what? This is what this has always been since the beginning of time, since man was in power all the way up to now. This is prophecy. It says, go to now, you rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth eaten. Your gold and silver are kinkered means they're rusting and rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. I'm going to tell you what that means in a little bit, but not right now. It says, ye have heaped treasures together for the last days. These are the last days. In other words, these people have become greedy, wanting more, taking from the poor, the middle class and getting richer while the people are getting poorer. And they're seemingly about to alleviate or completely wipe out and do away with the middle class. So you will either be rich poor at some point because things are getting harder jobs are getting harder to attain people are hardly working businesses can barely stay open especially smaller businesses then they're not getting help when we had the pandemic loans that were taken out have to be paid back the principle on which something was initially started as an investment well guess what now it's gone higher They're paying taxes on things. The rates have gone up. The shortages in food. Prices has gone up on food. Manpower is hard to come by. Taxes have increased. All this is prophecy. And you'll say, well, that's common sense. That's the economical structure. If we look back in history, we'll see this happens at every age. Wow, you're very smart. I didn't say that wasn't a thing, but that is not the only thing that is not to excuse what the Bible is saying. The Bible says that it says nothing is new under the sun that covers every historical point all the way since the beginning of time. So save yourself. And even having to say that as the scriptures already said it for you, no, we're in the last times we've predicted things and talked about things that no other time and era has But in our time. So that alleviates anyone's argument. And I'm not trying to be funny, family. I'm just really serious about this. This weight on my spirit. And I'm tired of things being taken lightly. Now, I can't make people feel, believe, or take what I say to heart. That's not my job. And I'm not going to worry about that. I care. And that's why I'm passionate about the way I'm talking. Don't mistake my tone for being... Judgmental, in the sense of I'm wishing harm on anyone because I'm not I'm saying this to anyone that's got an ear to listen as the Bible says let him that have an ear hear let those who have eyes see my job is to say the message and if it's the Lord's will they will be the ones to receive it at some point in their soul in the very fabric of their being may not be today but at least I hit something a spark if you will Therefore, no one can say that this this tuning in the favorite radio. They never heard me say this. I had to hear it. It came to me like it's coming to y'all at some point in my life. So I'm only sharing and passing on what's been given to me. I'm not supposed to hold on to it. Who am I to do that? That's sounding just like these men we're reading about right now. In verse, I mean, chapter five of James, which I haven't finished reading yet we stopped at verse 3 going into verse 4 but verse 3 says your gold and silver are cankered and the rest of them shall be a witness against you and you shall eat the flesh as it were fire you have heaped treasures together for the last days now verse 4 says behold the higher Of the laborers. That's people like yourself. Who's working every day. Going to a job. No matter what the position is. Or what the occupation is. You're working for somebody. In other words. You are an employee. You are a laborer. You're working for an employer. You are an employee. Working for a company. Or someone. And this is what it says. Behold the hire of the laborers. Who have reaped down your fields. Which is of you. Kept back by fraud. I just said kept back by fraud a while ago. That's what the truth is. It's being kept back by fraud, by a lie, by greed, gluttony, ego. Hear what I'm saying. It's not a game. Some of our lives are never be any better than they are because we have created what the Bible says This invisible wall, it's not actually an invisible wall in our heads. It's a spiritual wall that exists that's literally where we can't go any higher. And I'm going to give you the scripture to that when we come back from my next commercial break. I'm going to show you just if you had eyes to see in the spirit world, you would see you're putting barriers around yourself. This is not hypothetical talk. This is not allegory. This is literal. But look at what I just read to you. We're being kept back by fraud because of the people who are in power, who are getting richer. The folks that are working for them, whether it's in the field, whether it's corporations, they've been kept back by fraud. And guess what else it says? Which of you have kept back by fraud cries and the cries of them, meaning the laborers, which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of hosts. In this case it would say Yahua Savahath, Meaning the Lord of hosts The father of hosts this, Guess what? Verse 5 says Ye have lived in pleasure On the earth And been wanton Ye have nourished your hearts As in the day of slaughter That means you didn't got fat Off of the backs Of people who built this country You've gotten fat And you've eaten real good Filet Moon Young steaks Top of the line uh, liquors, having pleasures, going on vacations, exotic vacations, rocking all the top jewels, having sex in diverse places, living it up at five star hotels, you name it. And you'll say, Well, Jay, what's so wrong with that? I worked hard for my money. If you worked hard and you're not the person that's doing anybody any harm, chill out. The same for you. Don't make it about something that is not. But if you're getting upset, Because I'm telling the truth Then it's about you And anyone else that it applies to it's about me if it applies to me Remember Galatians 4.16 says what? That's the name of this title this podcast Have I become your enemy Because I tell you the truth Family we're going to take another commercial break When we come back I'm going to explain to you that spiritual wall I was telling you about to be mindful of I'm your boy J Rated R you are tuning in to Fable Radio we will return to these messages stay tuned Family. We are back. I'm your boy, J-rated R. And you are tuning in to favorite Radio. We are talking about Galatians chapter 4, verse 16 as a whole. Yes, we're talking about the actual scripture and what it means. But then what does it encompass in terms of the scriptures itself? Everything from beginning to end, from old to New Testament. And for those of you that seem to think that... A lot of the Old Testament, if if not the Old Testament in itself, doesn't apply to anything in our time, which is based only on the New Testament. You're gravely mistaken. The scriptures are very clear, family. I wish we would not interpret things the way we see fit. That's how we get in trouble. and We keep trying to make things what we want them to be rather than what they say they are and rather what they are. Sometimes we oversimplify things Or we can either underestimate those things By undermining them Excuse me Trying to catch my breath (laughs) During commercial break I did like a little Exercise To warm the blood What I'm saying is this fam We all have a lot to learn I don't care about the age. Age is just that which preserves the truth over time. Through living, through experiencing, we gain wisdom. We learn how to utilize knowledge in a more better, more formidable way. We know how to reserve energy when we get older because it's so much more precious. As a kid or as a youthful person in our youth We have an abundance of energy, at least most of the time, you know, if you don't have any type of ailments or handicaps that prevent that we normally are born with a rather significant amount of energy. And sometimes we don't know what to do with that energy, but tire ourselves out. Now, everything is energy. Energy. We kind of went a little bit briefly over that in the last podcast because we were talking briefly about vibrations, frequencies, energy. You know, that spiritual wall I was telling you about or that, that, that spiritual hindrance that I was telling you about, that's in Proverbs chapter five, verse 22. But I'll start with 21 to go into 22. And this is what it says For the ways of man are before the eyes of Yahuwah, and he ponders all his goings. Verse 22 His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be held with the cords of his sins. A lot of us call this passage the cord of sins. And what that's telling you is a man cannot go any further, for he wraps himself in his own iniquity. Now, that sounds symbolic. It sounds metaphorical. But I assure you, it is also literal. The Bible talks about many types of cords. Right. It talks about, for instance, the New Age term silver cord. That is referred to is the cord that keeps the physical and the spiritual body connected it is the cord that keeps you in your physical body until the time of death that is when that cord becomes severed cut in other words and then the soul departs from the body that's in ecclesiastes chapter 12 <sighs> interesting enough or shall i say interestingly enough that same passage we just read in Proverbs chapter five, if we go up to verse 15 and read down to 19 family, this also talks about a woman to a man and how delicate a woman is to a man and how you are to look at your women, especially in marriage. Right. But it is delicately used in a way that right here in your Bibles And I'm going to go ahead and read this to you all, because this is all again talking about the truth. Verse 15 of Proverbs chapter five says, drink waters out of your own cistern and running waters out of your own well. Let your fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of water in the streets. Let them be only your own and not the strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the woman of your youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breasts satisfy you at all times and be you ravished always with her love. Now we're mature. Hopefully, the majority of us that's listening to this. Right here in this passage of chapter 5 of Proverbs, from 15 all the way to 19, it talks about how you are to be your woman. Not be all over the place, fellas, or ladies, for that matter, as well. Not to be running with this person, running with that person. That you have your own water right here at your own disposal. That that water is good for you and you only. Not to be all over somebody else's yard or somebody else's well getting their water, if you know what I mean. Because that's what this passage is saying. And it likens a woman to these waters. Because it says, let your waters be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be your only your own and not the strangers with you. So don't share or indulge with others with what you already have. And don't be worried about what somebody has. Work with what you already have. It also talks about the wife's purpose. Or one of the wise purposes in love. How you should love her and how she is to love you. How she is to honor you. How you are to honor her. And it says it right here. Let your fountain be blessed. And rejoice with the woman of your youth. Now that's not talking so much about a young girl or nothing like that. That means that the person you've been with or going with. Let them be the one you're with. Enjoy them as they are. Appreciate the body that they already have, as well as the love that they can give and the person that they are. And lastly, but not least, my favorite part, verse 19, let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe; Let her breasts satisfy you at all times and be you ravished always with her love. That was beautifully well said. Because a lot of you are not appreciating what's in front of you. A lot of you are out here sounding like Johnny Lee, the country singer, talking about looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love in too many faces. (laughs) That's what's happening, fam. Y'all out here looking for love in all the wrong places. And by the way, that's one of my favorite uh, songs. I know it's from one of my favorite movies back in the day called *Urban Cowboy* with uh, John Travolta and Deborah Winger and Scott Glenn and Madeline Smith, whom I think is passed now. And especially Barry Corbin and Mickey Gilly. All those, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those kids that grew up in those good times. But anyway, um, it's just like Johnny Lee sung it. But that's a great song, by the way, so you should check it out. And these are just facts. This is truth. Once again, Galatians 4.16 says what? Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? What is going on, fam? What is going on? You know, there are far more worse things that one could experience and go through than having someone tell them the truth. Now, I know it all depends on what the truth of being, of what's being told, what that is, as to how big of an impact or the effect that it will have on an individual or individuals. So I'm not going to sit here and, and downplay that because emotions run higher than any physical pain. You know, it has to take its course. And pain is pain, no matter what type it is, but... Usually emotional scars run a little bit deeper and harder to heal than those, say, of a physical, um, you know, situation. So um, we have to be humbled in all aspects if we are to really, truly receive that which is called the truth, because it doesn't always come easy. Some truths are good. Some are not so good, you know, but it's nonetheless still the truth. You know, as we sit and take time to ponder on where we are in this world, we're really not where we think we are, individually or as a collective. And I want you to know that the day is coming from all the prophecies and all the things that we've been talking about on Favor Radio about the Antichrist, the Mark of the Beast, One World Currency, One World Religion, Dictator. Uh, People are becoming more hard to get along with Because they're wax cold in their emotions Folks would start hurting people Killing people thinking they're doing a service to God All this is in the scriptures man Every last bit of it Folks are coming out with new lies New ages New ideations And I want to talk to you all about something I want to talk to you all about Cynicism What a cynic is Um because that's the next part of this truth that I feel that we all need to really start getting hip to talking about. And uh, when we come back from our last commercial break, your boy's going to jump into that. So don't go anywhere, family. You're tuning in to Favor Radio. Today's topic is Galatians chapter 4, verse 16. I'm your boy, Jerry Dadar. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. All right, beautiful people, we are back. I'm your boy, J-rated-R, and that's right. You're tuning in to the one and the only favorite video. But well, you heard it here, you heard it first, no doubt. I hope everyone is enjoying this podcast. I hope your day, wherever you are, if it's night or if it's day, wherever you are, or whatever time that you may be tuning into this podcast. I hope that you've had a blessed day and I hope that you have continuous blessings and prosperity. Uh, I truly mean that, family. I'm not just saying that. We got to pray, pray in the good, pray in the bad. Don't just pray when things are going good for you. Give all the glory to the most high, because everything that he does, he does for a much higher purpose than you or I could ever, ever fathom until he wants us to know through revealing through his spirit, the Rav HaKodesh to us, what that reason was. Remember many of the prophets and disciples and apostles in your Bible All of them were people just like you and I. And I always like to compare myself a lot of times to Jeremiah because of the type of life that he led in terms of what he wanted versus what actually came his way. He wanted to have a wife. He wanted to have his own life. He wants to kind of just do things his own way. Now, he didn't want to. I'm not saying he wants to go out here and do a whole lot of sin and acting crazy. No, but he wanted a family. You know, he wanted to. I guess, be able to travel, do different things. And the Lord chose him to be his prophet. But he also told him those things you cannot do. I have other things for you there to plan. Remember, man will plan in his heart what he wants, but the Lord will determine his steps. And as long as you go with the Lord in whatever you plan, he will see you through it. Now, that doesn't mean he won't um, bless you and the things that you ask. Asking it shall be given, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall open. For all that ask, the father will abide. If you abide in him, he abides in you. Jeremiah found out later why the Lord didn't allow him to have what he wanted, because he told him that Israel was in such a grave state at that time. A grave state of peril. A lot of falling away had taken place. A lot of things had turned for the worse. And if had he had given him a love someone he could share his life with, that person would have been taken away from him. That's what the Lord told him. So he understood at that point. Oh, OK. So getting back to what I want to say, if you've been praying a prayer to have your life go in a different direction. Now, this is all supernatural, fam. This is all divine utterance to the creator. This is how powerful he is. A lot of times we often want our lives to be better and we don't know what direction that's going to lead us into. So we ask the Lord to guide us. For those of you who like to say the Lord, we ask the most high or Adonai or Yahuwah to guide us. In doing so, we also tell him anything or anyone or anything or any part of my life that is not in the best interest or that is not yoked or that is not right or something that's want to do more harm to me please remove it Lord well guess what he removes a lot of things he shifts the balance he takes things and he moves them in different places he manipulates the patterns of life to fit according to his will as you asked and sometimes you know you have these people that are not very influential you have folks that you really don't talk to like that or whatever and he, you'll ask him to put the right people, family, or whomever, around you. And next thing you know, people start going their own way. People start, uh, you know, taking a different walk in a different path. And you'll say, "Oh Lord, not them," because you weren't expecting them to be the ones that start moving in a different direction, slowly. And um, The reason I'm saying this is because we're talking about a whole category of the truth. Everybody's not going to be on your walk with you, fam. I and mean, you're not going to be on their walk. Some people are in your life for a season. Some are in your life for the long run. Now, yes, it does come down to free will. It does come down to the will of the most high. It always comes down to the will of the most high, first and last. But in between first and last of his will... He gives you an option and a lot of times he will allow you to experience things in your life to see if it works out for you to see if it works out. He already knows the outcome and he can bless you. He can bless you to have the things you want and the type of people you want, but not everything to our liking is what we think it is. And I want to talk to you about cynic. I want to go there because this is very important in terms of scriptures. Um. Now, many of you may know what a cynic is. I'm not going to sit on here to assume that everyone either knows or doesn't know. I have to assume there's always someone who's tuning into the show at any given time who may not be familiarized or don't know what a cynic is. So when we give definitions, I hope to those of you that know this, it shouldn't be an insult to you. Understand you aren't the only one tuning into the show. There are many people walking with us as well who are learning different things everybody's taking something different from this show as long as the main objective is to get you more in tune and having a relationship with yahusha hamashiach that's all i'm here to do we talk about any and everything y'all y'all know that so give others a chance to learn with us there is no body more or less on this show we are all here as equals A cynic family is basically a person who believes that people are motivated purely by self-interest rather than acting for honorable or unselfish reasons. A cynic can also be a person who questions whether something will happen or whether it is worthwhile. Now, there are effects of cynicism. And a lot of you experience these effects in your own life. I mean, I have, I'm sure all of us have have experienced these things at some point in our life. All this has everything to do with becoming consciously aware, a better person. The scriptures are telling us these things and we have to do research and say, wow, the Lord will show these things to you if you ask him. But what are the effects of cynicism? I'm going to just give you nine off the top. Okay, and the first is the effects of cynicism is that there is a lack of meaningful relationships, friendships or social life. These are the effects of cynicism. The effects of cynicism are number two. They affect education and career. The effects of cynicism are number three, poverty or economic struggles. Number four is stress, anxiety, depression, and burnout. These are effects of cynicism. Number five is suicidal ideation. Hmm. What are the effects of cynicism? Number six, risk of coronary heart disease, cancer, morbidity, and mortality. Definitely important to know these are effects of cynicism number 7 affects brain health the effects of cynicism and number 8 is cognitive decline cognitive decline and lastly but not least dementia and Alzheimer's disease these are all effects of cynicism so what is a cynic a person who believes that people are motivated purely by self-interest rather than the acting of honorable or unselfish reasons. A person who questions whether something will happen or whether it is worthwhile. And because of that, the effects of that is it affects the education and career of a person. It affects the poverty or economic struggles. It affects the lack of meaningful relationships, friendships or social life. It affects through stress, anxiety, depression, and burnout. Suicidal ideations, family, risk of coronary heart diseases, cancers, morbidity, mortality, effects of brain health, cognitive decline, and dementia and Alzheimer's are just nine effects that I'm going to talk about. <sighs> and these are things that. We like to try to fix ourselves. Yes, we go to medical professionals, physicians. We go to sociologists. We go to uh, psychologists or therapists if you need medication. There's nothing wrong with seeking help professionally. But one of the things that I would like to say to interject into that is that oftentimes we go through these things that our modern day society and medicines try to diagnose and prognose that. You know, we need to go through man and his professions to get better. But one thing we don't do enough of, and and this is for those of you who even guilty of saying you do this, but don't do enough of it. And I have been one of those people at times. So I'm in that category, in that boat. And that is we don't go to the creator enough. We don't turn to the most high. We don't. Don't think as you go to church or you pick up a Bible and read it once every two months, or a couple of scriptures here and there. That's not, that's not giving him your time. What does it mean to commit? What does it mean to give your time to something or someone? Now let's make that someone the most high. How many of you honestly can ask yourself and know the answer at the same time? How many of you are actually dedicating mo- as much of your time to the most high El Shaddai? As you are watching TV, getting on laptops, getting on your phone, getting on social platforms. How many of you are actually dedicating that? How many? We're going to take another commercial break. I want you to think about that. And we're going to be right back in the jiffy. I'm your boy, J-rated R. And that's right, I did say Jiffy. (laughs) You're tuning in to Favor Radio. Don't go anywhere, fam. All right, family, you already know. We are back. Galatians 4.16 is the topic. We left off talking about a cynic. We talked about... Uh, You know what that is, what type of person that is. And basically what that says to me is that it's a person who doesn't believe that there's a God or that you could have a purpose outside of yourself without having a selfish reason or some type of gain as to why you're interested in it. What can I get from this? What can I benefit? How can I benefit? What is the initial value or investment That I'm going to receive three, four, seven, tenfold if I do this. That's kind of how Simon bought Jesus, who was a character in the book of Acts, who was a, a charlatan. And he thought he could buy from Philip and Peter and those guys the Holy Spirit because he saw the works of the Holy Spirit healing people in the name of Jesus Christ. Or Yahusha Mashiach, as we really would call his name in his time. So, that being said, he was a cynic, a very twisted person, a cynic. Now, a lot of you say, "What is the truth?" Well, the truth is anything, as you, if you like, to go by Sherlock Holmes's <laughs> definition of eliminating. That which is improbable, and the remaining would be the truth. And yes, I just shorten that up a little bit. Then knock yourselves out. But what does that even mean? I tell you what is true. The Bible says to put everything in the Bible to the test. To show yourself approved, you must study. The Bible also tells us to search the scriptures. To prove everything that's in the scriptures. The scriptures is that which proof is based off of. And that's in Ephesians. But another thing I want you all to know. When you're telling the truth, don't be shy about what you got to say. You don't got to be rude. However, this is what you got to be. Because people are going to try to say you are something when you're not being that either. The truth comes in many forms. But there's only one truth. And the truth is what it is versus what it's not. Bible tells us, let every man be a liar and the most high be the one to tell the truth. That's in Romans chapter three, verse four. And a lot of times this is what the apostles were doing. This is not just the apostles family. This is the way that Yahusha wants us when we're talking about anything in life in general. Be honest, be forthcoming, stand on the truth. Don't back down from it. Don't worry about whose feelings you're hurting. You care about people. That's why you tell them the truth. I want to read something to you in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 1. It says cry It says, cry aloud. Spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Let me go ahead and repeat that again because case you may not have understood that. It says cry aloud. Spare not Lift up your voice like a chauffeur A chauffeur is the Hebrew word For a trumpet or an instrument It says cry aloud That means when you say something Say it with conviction Say it aloud So people can hear you clearly So they can know you mean business And no I'm not talking about That insurance commercial Tell them you mean business It's my money and I want it now. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the scriptures. Okay, if y'all can do that, you can do that for these scriptures. Okay? So, (laughs) it says lift up your voice like a shofar. Your Bibles may interpret that as a trumpet. That means be clear, be concise, be loud when you speak up. See, they didn't have microphones back in Yahusha's day bull horns no they had what you call a shofar pipes and things like that made into as instruments but when they had to project their voice they simply had to speak out loud or be on some type of platform that was sitting up so that when they talked their, their voice projected outwardly but a lot of times as you may know Yahusha didn't have that opportunity that's why he was on the Mount of Sermon he had to get up higher when he was talking to all those people, five thousand, so that the people could hear him. But most of the times he was on some some form of a flat surface or a hillside, or some sort. Or when he was in the temples, he spoke out. And granted. The acoustics of the walls in the temples could reverberate his voice so that it could project outwardly so more people could hear it because you have walls to enclose the sound. Based on the acoustics of the sound, the sound waves bouncing off of the walls like it does when you're in your bathroom. Right? Everybody thinks they are R&B or country or the number one hit singer when they're in the bathroom singing. But it says to cry loud. Spare not. That means do not hold back. Do not worry about what others think. Speak up. Lift your voice. Because I'm going to tell you something. Don't be ashamed to talk outwardly. Don't be ashamed to speak the truth. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Don't be ashamed to tell the truth. Tell the truth and shame the devil everything and anything you can think of and I'm not saying this hypothetically I'm being very literal in what I'm saying to you right now as I've been saying all along everything and anything you can think of that's in this world based on a basic topic even that which is supernatural even that which is known as the akin of new age is in these scriptures that's why i keep trying to get y'all to look into this bible not for just supernatural things but just to understand the basics of life the general aspects of life y'all go turning to everyone and everything else but this bible that you claim you believe in the very faint the same people and i'm not speaking to every one of you but those of you that this applies to i'm sure you're one of those people some of you Or, oh, I love the Lord. I do this and that. I do this every Thursday. Who cares about that? That's great if you're doing great deeds. But good deeds and works are not enough alone to get you where you need to be into the kingdom. Okay? You got to get in these scriptures and read. I've had people tell me, I don't know the Bible as well as you. Like I'm somebody super special. No, I'm not. I'm just like you. The difference is I dedicate time to the scriptures like I said earlier if we can give our time to playing video games on our phones our our video consoles the playstations the computers if we can sit there and be on our phones talking to people about a bunch of nothing gossiping looking at something sexual on TV talking about how nice somebody's body is how nice this and that is if we can sit there dedicate ourselves to our work our jobs What can't you dedicate to the one being that's the most important of all those things who blessed you to have all that in the first place? Why do you got to wait till you go to church to get in the Bible? You don't know if the church is telling you the right things just because the man quote, quote unquote of God is up there in a pulpit and his name or his her name has a title to it called pastor. What is that to you? Get in them scriptures so you can have a personal relationship with the most high. Because on Judgment Day, you're not going to have no personal relationship with your pastor. It's going to be what you did or didn't do. How you were or how you weren't. What you could have done better. What did you do while you were on earth? Did you cry aloud? Like a shofar? Like a trumpet? When you spoke on truth? For the most high? Or were you one of those people who was a cynic? just only doing it because it seems like it's something worthy some, some self gratification was that the purpose for, for you to do anything in the first place it shouldn't be because if you're doing those type of things my friend you're involved in doing things for the wrong reasons it's like that song by Johnny Lee looking for love in all the wrong places Galatians four sixteen. Have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth, Jesus Christ, right as you want to call him, when he was in the temple talking amongst the people, they called him a blasphemer, ridiculed him, laughed at him, said, "You're, all, you're no, you're not even over, you're not even fifty or older. How could you have been back in the times of Abraham? As if being 50 or years old like Abraham was 50 years ago (laughs) Abraham in Jesus time was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago centuries ago before him but yet he told them before Abraham I am (laughs) and they said you blasphemer because not only was he saying he was God he was saying I was there I spoke to Abraham. Yah not only means Lord, Father, it means I am. It also means salvation. I read to y'all last time we did the podcast, The Darkness of King, uh, The Kingdom of Darkness. I read Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 11. And in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 11, it literally spoke on who the Messiah was. I've given you scriptures all throughout back when I did the true name of the creator and the savior. I gave you nothing but scriptures to show you in that entire Bible from Old Testament to new. All the scriptures. Well, I didn't give you every single one because it's a lot of them, but I gave you quite a lot of scriptures to show you and indicate that the Father and the Son are one and the same being. And yet, people still want to talk about this Trinity stuff as if there's three separate beings. And a lot of that is because you've been taught wrong. You go by ignorance. That's not your fault. I'm not blaming you. I was too, to a certain degree, growing up. But this right here in this Bible it tells me otherwise. Another thing is you don't know the translations. When they use the English word one, you're thinking that means one isn't anything that it's talking about. But there's different types of words used to indicate the word one. Yaquid and Ikad. One simply means the nature of the Most High. His personality, his nature. The other means a unity. But they all both mean one. So when you say the Father, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. That's Yakid. They are, or no, excuse me, that's Ikad. They are one nature. They are one unity of one being. It's the same being operating as three different beings. Well, three different roles. Now, let me rephrase that. It's the same being operating in three different aspects. Because when you say operating as three different beings, you're individualizing it and singling, making it singular as if they're individually separate. They're not. It's the same being operating in three different aspects. So it's not a different God. It's the same one God operating in three different aspects. So, yes, when Yahusha in the flesh was talking to the father in heaven, he was talking to himself and the scriptures make this clear as a bale. and if you just choose not to want to believe it because your mind can't fathom it that's your choice but don't change the scriptures because I'm not and the translations make it clearer even for you for those who need to have a clearer depiction so let's not do this well this and that listen I don't need to have to make up nothing I got the scriptures to back me, and I know a lot of people say, Well, I can use the scriptures too. Use them. Cause let's see if we're both using them right. I got no problem with that. I want us to come together in the correction. The Bible is listen, Second Timothy chapter 3 tells us in verse 16 and 17. It tells us that the Bible is instruction. It's for reproof, correction. It's to not lead us astray, it's to give us direction. Is to let us know that this Bible was given to us by God himself or itself, because God is everything. I don't like saying God. I like saying the Most High, the Creator. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Mashiach Yahusha. In some of your Bibles, I will say Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of Elohim, which means God, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In other words, when he came in the form of a man, he didn't think that it was being of robbery to not be equal. Listen, to not be equal, not to be equal because he was God, but he made himself purposely not equal in a man's form to show you and I how to live as a man as a human that means he was willing and let me finish reading it but he was willing to come all the way here and make himself a human being and go through the whole spill the whole shebang from birth to death from a child to a man and suffer and need everything like we do just to show you the example not only of how much he loved you but to show you how to be when you are in this world How to follow his footsteps so that you can get to himself as God, the father, the holy one. El Kodesh, God, the holy. All right, let me let me reread this without interruption. We're in Philippians chapter two, verse five, all the way to verse 11 is where I'm going to read. Verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Mashiach Yahusha, who being in the form of Elohim, thought it not robbery to be equal with Elohim, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself And became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. Wherefore Elohim also has highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Yahusha every knee should bow. Of things in heaven. And things in earth. And things under the earth. And that every tongue. Should confess. That Yahuwah. Is Yahusha Hamashiach, to the glory of God the Father. Now I told you Yahua can mean Father, I am, or Lord. So right here in verse eleven it says, and that every tongue should confess that Yahua, meaning the Father, is Yahusha Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, or Jesus the Messiah, to the glory of the to the glory of God the Father. Come on, fam, it it, it don't get any more explanatory than that, man. Again, you mad at me or hate me or dislike me or if I become your new enemy because I tell you the truth, then I still love you. That's a good thing. Why is it a good thing, Jay? Why is it a good thing somebody doesn't like you? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. But the spiritual wickedness that that dwells in high places against the principalities against the powers and the dominions see behind the flesh we just puppets easily manipulated and we're even more manipulated when we're not aware of Satan's devices as second corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 tells us to be cuz he can get an advantage of us how spiritually through technology through spirituality through ignorance When you do not know something, it can be your worst enemy. It could be used against you. You will even commit a sins and not even know you're committing sins. And what do the sins do? They are the cords that keep you from going further. Spiritually, you have ropes and chains and things around you you don't even see in the spiritual plane. You know, you've heard stories. and I can confess to this. I can vouch to it personally, but we're not going to use myself as an example right now. I've heard other people, whether it be on YouTube videos, whether it been from reading uh, other people's blogs, from talking to individuals directly known or didn't know who didn't mind sharing their experiences where they had some type of spiritual cleansing. They were redeemed in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach. And they felt literally like weights. It came off of them. That's not spiritually a metaphor. These people literally felt like something was holding them down. And it was broken or cut or severed. Let me tell you something, family. I can attest to that as a witness to my own experience. Because there was a time when I was into spiritual darkness. I was delving in the wrong things. Many years ago when I was in my 20s. I was doing every occult thing. You could almost think of all except playing with Ouija boards. I wouldn't do nothing like that. Now, I ain't that damn stupid. I'm just, Okay, I'm sorry if you, somebody who played with Ouija boards and I said stupid, you're not stupid, but playing with Ouija boards is. And I don't care if you talk about, well, that's, you have to know what you're doing and you have to close it out properly. Listen, don't try to convince me of what you're doing. I've been there in terms of knowing how this stuff works. Now, I haven't, personally dabbled into that but I've did everything else and I'm not going to say everything like I've done everything. I ain't been in no rituals and sacrificed nobody. You got to be careful how you say things now cuz people are say, "Oh, he said he did this, he did that." No. If I didn't say I did these things directly and specifically and 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 in details explaining what that is, do not throw me in no categories. Do not be a false witness to my testimony because a false witness is someone who tells lies who fabricates manipulates and deceives and saying things are what they aren't a true faithful witness a faithful witness is one who tells the truth so i'm telling you the truth about me i know me better than anybody else so i think i know how to tell the truth about what's happened and i'm not trying to do it for hits if you don't believe it that's your that's your business it's not mine to worry about those type of things But I am sharing things with you on a personal level that at one point in time, I wouldn't tell anybody outside of the people in my circle. So the fact that I've shared different stories of my life with you all, it's a testament and a testimony of my own. And I'm not ashamed to do it because the Most High, as in Isaiah 58 verse 1 says, cry loud, spare not. Lift the voice to the people. Tell them of their wayward ways. Tell them about sins. Tell them about the transgressions. You just heard me read that in Isaiah 58 verse 1 a little while ago. And that's what I'm going to do. Like it or not. Title again is what? Galatians 4.16. So have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. Only one can tell. But yes, I had it happen to me, where I I had a friend of mine whose grandma was a pastor, and at the time we were running a computer shop, me and my mom. Uh, It was a family business, you know, my dad got it set up for us and all that, it was pretty cool, and uh, one of my friends I grew up with, his grandma was upstairs, because we shared a building, you know, compartmentalized our businesses, I was downstairs. We ran a computer shop, we sold computers, we sold software, we sold accessories. And, uh, you know, we did pretty good to be a retail business. Um, But nonetheless, upstairs was a hair salon. And my friend's grandmother was a beautician. She did hair as well. It was her shop, but she was also a pastor. So, on the weekends at church, she would pastor her and her husband also was pastors, and they're still very much alive so I don't want to say well, it's like they're you know they're passed on, but they uh one day, you know, I was going through some things I had been going through some things for a while. I'm not going to get into all of that. And I was telling my mom about it at the time, and uh, she said, "You know what? you ought to go upstairs and talk to Mrs. Johnson now, her nickname is Itchy, but we're not going to get into all that." edgy uh, but anyway I didn't ever refer to her like I always was you know manable yes ma'am no ma'am Mrs. Johnson all that (laughs) and she was kind of like another grandma to me because I was real close with her grandson but anyway me and my mom went up after hours told her what was going on she said a prayer over me and it wasn't just a prayer fam this woman laid hands on me she was really a true spirited woman of the most high and I tell you I kid you not man when I closed my eyes and this woman was touching me and, and and not touching me in that way I don't want to make it sound crazy she laid hands upon me uh, and you know my mom was there too you know and she said a powerful prayer over me I literally saw a yellow golden light with my eyes shut and I felt the most incredible peace you can't explain it And I literally, hear me out now, hear what I'm about to say, I literally, family, felt chains, like something had me locked in. I felt chains and weights and ropes come off of my body. I didn't even know. I felt so much lighter, so much more at peace. I felt like whatever was around me, what was burdening me, it was gone. You understand? gone I have learned a thing or two from other people's experiences and let me tell you something people have reported entities who they've allowed into their life into their org field through something they've done or something they're involved with that's how these beings come through portals to us we invite them whether we know we do or not And these beings will claim you legally. They will claim you as their own by attaching themselves to you. That's right. They will attach themselves to you. And they also will put, sometimes they'll put like a collar around your neck. This is all around your spirit body. Now you don't notice in your physical body. You just feel like your neck is hurting or you feel like something all of a sudden is heavy weighing on you, literally weighing on you. Not just saying that metaphorically or hypothetically. You literally feel a weight coming on you but you don't see nothing you just feel weighed down that's because in the spirit plane these beings or this being will put weights on you shackles on your feet because they've claimed you and when you don't know this until you get prayed over by someone who is genuine in the Lord and the spirit genuine and when they lay hands on you and say a prayer, it's powerful and they do it in the name of Yahusha in the name of Jesus Christ. The name above all names that you just heard me read in Philippians. And I'm telling you, you'll feel a weight come off of you. You will literally feel your burdens falling off of you. You will feel an overwhelming amount of peace. You will feel changed. Know why? Because you had cords Proverbs chapter five, verse 22, I read to you a little while ago was telling you that when you are in your iniquities, when you were doing wicked things or when you were sinning or when you are involved in something of the dark occult or any of that, you are making a contract, a legally binding contract with demons or lower negative frequency vibrational beings, reptilian and other forms they take. That attach themselves to your lower root chakra. And also they put chains and that's to let other entities around them know this one's mine. And when you die, if you don't get yourself right, that being legally has ownership to take you to the lower dimensions or hell. Not trying to scare nobody. I'm telling you the truth. I don't care how many dimensions y'all experienced in your meditations. I don't care how many astral projections you didn't had. You're talking to someone who's had out-of-body conscious full body out of conscious uh full out of body uh um conscious experiences. So you're not talking to some somebody who's just stealing information or something. You're talking to somebody who's actually experienced these things. And I'm here to tell you this stuff is real. The spirit world is way realer than this one. Your senses are all the way up, heightened. I'm talking about every sense known to man. You can, you got not only all your five senses are heightened. You got senses you don't even know you have. And you can hear colors and see sounds. I'm not playing with y'all, man. This stuff is for real. But if you ever smell sulfur, wherever you are, And it's not coming from anything physically in the room. Like you don't have some can of air grease or something. Or you don't have any type of chemicals around that have sulfur in it that's strong or leaking out. More than likely, there's a demonic presence around you. Because they smell like sulfur. They have a very putrid smell. And their smell is usually sulfur. So if you ever smell sulfur, instantly drop whatever you're doing rebuke whatever you are uh, that that you feel is around you in the name of Yahushua Mashiach or Jesus Christ mean what you say say it with conviction and rebuke whatever that thing is because if your eye if your spiritual eye was open you'd see what it is and it would scare the hell out of you some of y'all So I'm just trying to tell you something. I'm not trying to scare no one into nothing. I'm not playing no game with you. I'm not no past. I'm not claiming no titles. You already know who it is, what it is, and and what I'm here for. And this is why it's called Galatians 4.16. Because I I care about y'all, man. We on this petty stuff, us human beings. We're living in dark times. We're living in the most darkest of times, and we haven't even got to the darkest part of it all yet. That's when Antichrist is going to really be in full reign and control. And you better pray if you happen to be here or if I happen to be here, we ought to pray that we can escape what's coming. Because Luke chapter 21 says for men's hearts will fail them for what's coming upon the earth. This ain't no joke, fam. How many more ways can I keep reading and talking to y'all through personal experiences and giving you scriptures and giving you examples, videos and links only for y'all to still say, Ah, he tripping. I don't believe all that. You keep on being stubborn and stiff-necked. The Bible calls people who are stubborn and bullheaded headed stiff-necks. That's what they were calling people in Moses' time, stiff-necks. That means someone who's hard to get through to. And it ain't my job to keep trying to convince the same people or anybody. My job is to tell you this so you can't say you didn't hear it or you didn't know. Now, you may not understand at first and I have to be patient with those of you that really want to know that's what people like myself are here to do and we need counsel even myself we all need it I had a good friend tell me that the other day you need counsel in the spirit not you know because I'm not above anything than anymore, any more any of you they, this person had went through some things and they were being my counselor to a degree And nothing happens by accident. The most high puts people in your life that know what you need to give you what you need in that moment. I ain't talking about somebody trying to get in your pants or use you, steal money from you, con you. You pray for the right people to come into your life and to help you in whatever way you see fit. Watch the miracle happen and watch the people that you held high on a pedestal that you've always held close bonds with watch these people start falling off and distancing themselves or whatever the case is you know um i mean i'm not saying that about one or any one particular person i'm I'm noticing this is happening with a few people i'm noticing this is happening and i don't expect those type of people to understand this because they are not open to me talking to them in this type of way that i'm talking to y'all right now folks get in their feelings quick they accuse you of things they're saying you're trying to attack them and you're not doing any of that and then the ones that you haven't even heard from at all they're supposed to be your ace where are they at i tell you what they're doing they peeping game from a corner being quiet watching what you going through and not as so much as even giving a hello how you doing i heard what happened my condolences to the family these are supposed to be people you held in high regard. These are people that are supposed to be your ace. These are people that you call family. Brothers and sisters. These are the type of people. That's the titles you're giving them. Brother or sister. These people are no more your brother, no more your sister. You got to watch people, man. You know them by their fruit, man. You know? Again, have I become your enemy because I tell the truth? Think about it. A lot of egos. I'm just doing what Isaiah 58.1 said. Cry loud, spare none, tell the truth, lift your voice, talk about your sins and others and what we all got to do. Notice I said we all, I'm in it too. What we all got to do to clear ourselves, because you ain't going to keep having these talks. This podcast ain't going to always be available. I'm not going to always be available. The Bible ain't going to always be available. You're going to have to learn a lot of them scriptures and memorize them and memorize them internet let me tell you this: the spirit fell upon me the day I was talking to my mom before she had to go out and uh, I'm gonna share with you all what I share with her I'm gonna give you an analogy but this analogy also is true in the literal sense we're all familiar with the internet if we know nothing about how it works or who created it none of that we at least know it exists because we're using it can we all at least agree to that And one thing about the Internet is I've always told you all this throughout some of my most earliest podcasts I did. I said the Internet is a small rendition of the Akashic Records because it gives you a little bit of information where it allows you to get online and look up things through what they call surfing the web. And in order to do that, you have to have computers and we call those computers terminals. Terminals are what communicate from one computer to another, sort of like telepathy or the way you would call somebody on a telephone right because light and data travels through these terminals at speed of light and information is received and transmitted just like we do in our brains through our polysynaptic or our synapses and all that information is going in light codons and flying through your brain's uh, signals through your filaments and light codes and it's interpreting and transmitting information at the speed of light. Our brains are one of the most, if not the most advanced computers that the most high has ever made. And the reason why I say that is because if we really had 100% full usage of our brains, we use 100% family, but we're only aware of 10% of it. A lot of people said it wrong and backwards before that say you only using 10% of your brain. No, you only have access to 10% of your brain. You're using 100% of your brain, but the other 90 is coming from the subconscious. So these are things that you shouldn't have to think about, like breathing and walking. If you had to literally keep thinking, breathe, you would die because you wouldn't be able to think, walk and chew gum at the same time without having to focus on one thing at a time and kill yourself. So subconscious takes care of the breathing, the heart beating and all of that. So your heart and your brain work hand in hand. Your heart even has what's called brain stems in it. So it has what you call um, emotional intelligence. That's what they call it physically because you have brain stems. You have a brain in your heart. So it makes you think Proverbs 23, verse seven, a little bit more. And it says, as a man think of in his heart, not in his head, as a man think of it, don't say feel. says as a man think of in his heart, so shall is he so he can think and feel in his heart. That's why everything that happens in the spirit plane is be in your heart. But we have to be careful about our hearts because as human beings, because we are carnal beings, we are corrupted beings and we're imperfect beings. A man's heart has been known to be desperately wicked and does evil continuously. Genesis 6, 5, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 and so forth. But Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 also tells us wherever your heart is, there your treasure will also be. So. Everything isn't always bad, according to the scriptures in terms of the heart. That's why we have to meditate. And we have to meditate on the things of the heart through using the word. Meditation is not bad nor evil. You've been told that if you are so-called Christian, because meditation is emptying yourself and demons coming in. If you're emptying yourself of the Lord and you're allowing something else to come in, like I told you in the last podcast when we did Kingdom of Darkness, talking about the dark trinity, then yes, when you kick God out of you, your temple, when you kick God out of your schools, when you take God out of your homes, when you no longer pray with your significant others and your family, because a family that prays together does what? Stays together. That's not just a saying. That's a real thing. And when you don't pray and you don't give thanks to the Lord or the most high, if you're not praying over yourself before you get up in the mornings and thanking them, if you're not praying before you go to bed, if you're not making up or making amends with the ones that you fell out with or love that you say you love. If you're not doing any of these things, because tomorrow you think is tomorrow's promise, you think, "Oh, I'm gonna to go to bed in my feelings with my ass on my shoulders, and I, and and I'm, I'm, it's all about me, and I'm gonna have it my way or no way. I don't care if you like it or not. If you got the I don't care attitude, guess what? There could be a very serious moment for either you or those people, where y'all don't see each other again because somebody has died, and then we got the regret coming up. Oh my God." The last thing I remember is us going through this. It don't hit y'all until it really hits y'all. And I keep telling people this, hoping that people will change. And I'm saying people because I'm talking about many different types of people I've had this talk with throughout my entire life. More so recently, I've had this talk with my family. I've had this talk with my parents. I've had this talk with close ones. And I don't know what people's hearts is, only the most I know people's hearts. But all I can say is we know them by their fruit and they know me by my fruit. And I'm no better, no different, no less or no more than any of you. And I cannot seem to be honest enough. That's why I call it this podcast Galatians 4.16, because it's about telling the damn truth. Forget all the BS and the playing around and the tiptoeing and going around stuff. Say what's on your damn mind and do what you know is right. And stop waiting for something bad to happen for you to get your act together. Because if you haven't learned nothing else by now, it's don't play with the Lord. Don't make a mockery of him. That's Galatians chapter 6, fam, verse 7. Those, it says, it started off saying God is not to be mocked. Because you will reap what you sow. You'll get back what you give. If your attitude's funky, you get a funky return. If you got darkness in your heart, like Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 through 23 says, if thine eye be single and full of light, then so will the body be full of light. But if eye be evil and full of darkness, then the body will be full of darkness. You got to make a choice, man. And you're just preaching to the choir, it seems, because people think they've heard this before. Good. You're going to hear it till you can't hear it no more. Because when it comes time for you to put what you heard to the test. You're going to wish you had put that stuff and applied it when it really matters. And it always matters, not just when you're in trouble. It matters because the most high is everything. And without the most high, we're nothing. John chapter 3 verse 30 says I must decrease in order for him to increase you must humble yourself Bible says whoever is willing to lose his own life for Christ's sake will save his own life but whoever is willing to lose whoever is willing to save his own life for his own sake will lose his life what does first Peter chapter 5 verse 8 say it tells you to be vigilant and sober minded for the devil he is prowling he's on the prowl he is looking and lurking as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour this ain't no joke and people are not getting serious they wait till you have a loss or something bad happens and then all of a sudden you matter we gotta stop doing this type of stuff fam all of us We're gonna go ahead and take another break. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls and those walls have to be guarded by
0: men with guns. Alright my good people We are in the last segment of our show And we're going to close it out So I just want to have this talk And uh, before we close it out We're going to have a little prayer You know what I'm saying And we're going to make sure That everyone, whoever or whomever Is listening to this Receives this with abundance With blessings With supernatural Power and guidance And protection from on high directly from El Shaddai family I want to say something to you all you always hear me quoting from time to time 2nd Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 and in that scripture it's very clear to study to show thyself approved unto God right a workman need not rightly divide the word of truth 1 Thessalonians is very similar but before I go to 1st Thessalonians I'd like to go to St. John chapter 5 verse 39 and I'm going to show you why so turn in your Bibles or if you have a phone or on a laptop or you're just welcome to listen to me you know do it for you I don't have a problem with none of that because we're all here as one family and that's St. John chapter five, verse thirty nine. And I've spoken on this before quite a lot as well. But I found I feel that it's more relevant in this for this particular subject. It's always relevant if it's anything to do with the Bible. So John chapter five, verse thirty nine says, search the scriptures. For in them, ye think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify of me now who's talking obviously it's the most high it's Yahusha Jesus right and he's saying to you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of me remember he's the volume of the whole book from beginning to end he's the Alpha Omega the Alaph versus the Taf Alath is Alpha Taf is Omega the beginning and the last or the first and the last right Now, search the scriptures, right? So now, family, go to 1 Thessalonians. Not 2nd, 1 Thessalonians. We're going to read chapter 5, another chapter 5. These chapter 5s are powerful, right? In these books. And in 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5. Wait a minute, your boy's slow. Not there yet. All right, here we are. I'm coming up on it now. Hold on. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 21. We're going to read verse 21. And verse 21 says this, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. The Bible tells you to prove all things. So to correlate what we just read, right, to put it together in the What we're looking at or what we're talking about Is that we search the scriptures for all forms of truth All forms of proof and evidence Okay Because we know the volume of the book is about the most high It's the testimony It's to testify that which is the most high Remember in John chapter 1 verse 1 In the beginning Was the word And the word Was God I mean, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's in John chapter 1, verse 1. I talked about that as well in the last podcast called The Kingdom of Darkness, because we were talking about vibrations, words. We know the devil likes to use counterfeits to the most high because he wants to be just like him in every way. And to confuse the people, because he's the author of confusion, he takes something that is upright and turns it upside down so obviously there was a word a vibration that the most high spoke when he created everything into existence but in the new age he would have you he meaning Lucifer or Halal would have you believe that that word was the um that resonates in the Sanskrit by Lord Shiva who was the personification of um Which means creation. How ironic. So we're not here to knock nobody's beliefs. We're here to prove these things as they are. How many spiritual doctrine is as accurate as the Bible's prophecies? How many of you have had personal experiences with demons? Not some... Psychological, some you know, and I'm not saying that as if to downplay it. So let me let me go ahead and refer, and, and um humble myself in saying, not that because psychological is what demons do, they play with your mind, they drive you insane, and this is what's caused a lot of people who don't have the power or the spirit of y'all on them to commit suicide. That in itself is a sin that can't be forgiven either, and you will not go to the place in heaven. I don't know why people sit there and say well you know they're no longer suffering they're with God and you kill yourself according to these scriptures here you're not going to the kingdom of heaven you're not going to God's kingdom you're going to the dark realm to hell Gehenna Hades Sheol you're going to the place of destruction Abaddon okay so stop telling people this stuff <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know if you kill yourself don't worry you'll be with the lord no you're gonna be with a lord you're not gonna be with adonai you're gonna be one of them dark princes <laughs> one of them kings in hell I'm, i mean you know i'm not being funny trying to lighten up a little bit but it's not a, it's not something to take lightly and uh we got to stop telling these lies and these tell ta- these tall tales we got to stop putting people in positions to think no matter what they do, there's no consequence. And what I mean by that is, you, as long as you're on earth and you have life, you always have a chance. And, and when I say that, I don't mean you got to go through a dance or a ritual or do 15 Hail Marys. That's, that's, that's baloney. All you got to do is turn your life over to the creator. It's just that simple. You don't got to light 15 candles up in your house, buy white candles and do all these rituals and get some incense and all. You don't have to do any of that. Yes, there was a time in ancient Israel in the Old Testament before they had Jesus as a grace to their salvation. They had to do things through rituals that were given to them directly from the Most High. And even those rituals weren't killing nobody. Yes, they sacrificed goats and lambs and things because now y'all see, well yeah the God the Lord had baby sacrifice to him no 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 he didn't have no sacrifices to him that was by Baal who wanted to try to emulate or imitate the most high but that wasn't the most high see that's what I'm saying don't start twisting the scriptures what did I just read to you John five thirty nine 39 see what search the scriptures First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 21 said what prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Ain't nothing good about killing no babies. So, but he allowed rape, he allowed this, he allowed that. He allowed a lot of things. And to to, to your and, and to your point, since he did all this allowing, I want to I want to show you something, fam. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Yes, he was a little more stricter because he was, they were under the law at the time. They were under the law, which is the Torah. The Torah is the law. We're not under the law in this time. We're under the grace period because of Yahusha, because we went through him. He interceded on our behalf so that all sins would be placed on him in order for us to be able to find retribution in order for us to be redeemed of our sins and forgiven. Through the son is how we get to the father. Don't forget that. That's in John chapter 6 verse 40. That's in John chapter 14 verse 6. I am the truth, the way and the life. No one can get to the Father but by me. Don't forget that. So through him is grace. He is the door. That's in St. John chapter 10 verse 9. So here's the thing I wanted to get to when I said... First Corinthians, right? And first Corinthians, family, I wanted you to read chapter six, verse twelve. Verse twelve of chapter six in First Corinthians says this All things are powerful unto me, but all things are not profitable. All things are powerful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Some of your Bibles may say, All things are expedient, but not all things are lawful. Some of your Bibles may say all things are permissible. But not all things are beneficial. It's going to tell you the exact same thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 20, where it says the same. Well, I'm sorry, not verse 20. I'm thinking of something else. First uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 is what it's going to say. The same thing as first Corinthians chapter six, verse 12 In first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 is going to say all things are powerful for me, but all things are not profitable. That means all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So when people were doing things back in the day up, up to now, they was more stricter because they were under the laws of the Torah. That's the first five books of your Bible. That's Genesis. Exodus, right? That's Numbers. I mean, that's Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy in that exact order. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. So, read your Bible. Now, a lot of these Bibles have been taking things out. So a lot of y'all having different versions of what's said in the scriptures, that's very confusing. Be not led astray. That is not the doing of the most high. That is the devil's doing. Right? He's the author of confusion, not the most high. This is why I always urge you all, study your Bibles. Get a little acclimated on what different Bibles are saying. If you got a King James in your possession and you got a new international, match them up. Line them up. When you're reading the scripture. Put them both on the same scripture and look and see what they say. And have you a Hebrew lexicon while you do it. Get you a concordance. It's good to get the Greek and the Latin. I don't knock it because you got to learn things. But the best thing to know what's really going on is getting you a Hebrew lexicon as well. Get you an Apocrypha Bible. That means if you want to do King James, get you the KJVA the King James version, uh the key—it's called the KJ VAV King James. No, I think it's called the KJ. I'm confusing myself. It's called the KJAV King James Apocrypha version. That means you get the missing books that's not in the regular ones. See, the reason why y'all, when you study this King James man, it's throwing you off, man. King James yes is probably a little more accurate than all your other Bibles that I always tell you to get because y'all be like, Well, I got the new Living Am version, I got the um I got the MSG, the message version, I got the I got the new international version, the New Living Version, I got all these different versions, I got the ESV version. Some of those Bibles will tell you some good things. They they will put it in a more simpler context. But the problem is some of these things aren't translating what you're reading correctly. So it will say one thing in one Bible, but it kind of reads as a whole different thing in another Bible. That's called the author of confusion. You got the Septuagint, the Orthodox, got all these different forms. And then they say they're canical. Oh, this is not what the scriptures really are. It doesn't hold any water. That's BS, man. I'm not telling to lead nobody astray. Trust me. Get you the Apocrypha to go with the Bible, man. Get you a lexicon see for yourself man what all the fuss is don't just keep listening to these so-called bs scholars and theologians and they don't even agree with each other so how is that going to be it is what it is or it's end all be all they don't even in their own professions agree with one another that ought to tell you something right there in terms of the author of confusion make it simple man make it make sense Pray and get your own. <laughs> we can all have Bible study and, and all be a part of a great congregation. We can all come together as we're supposed to do and counsel with the most high. We're supposed to. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, and I'm about to go to it right now. Let me turn to it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says the same thing that Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says. But I'd rather read it to you to make it make more sense to make it have more meaning this is what Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says family hold on give me a sec I gotta turn to it you, your boy a little slow on the pages when we're after this we're gonna close it out fam alright Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says this and I quote not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching so what it's telling you is this not to forsake having congregation to assemble like the avengers avengers assemble <laughs> you know what i'm saying like oh, that means just come together it says not forsaking that. So do not forsake coming together of ourselves together. So what it says in the first line? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, the coming together, right? Of a congregate to congregate. And then it says, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. That means to uplift, to encourage. Exhort means to up, not extort, exhort. E-X-H-O-R-T means to uplift, to encourage, right? One another and so much, the more, that means the more, the merrier, the more we come together, the more of us coming together in Christ, the more we do this, the greater in strength we are in numbers. Okay. The Bible tells us that too. Um, it says, as you all see the day approaching, that means the time is coming to an end. Things are getting closer the, the the signs and wonders that the most high told us to be aware of they are approaching fast that's why the days are short be not led astray man, we are in the times. The Euphrates River is almost completely dry, the fallen angels that have been underneath have escaped that means more death is coming the four horsemen have been unleashed upon the earth and they're, they're operating in unison but they're going one at a time in the ordinance that they're supposed to you can read about the four horsemen in Revelations chapter 6. You can read about them in Zechariah and Zephaniah, uh, First Kings. I mean, <laughs> it's in the scriptures, man. So that same scripture I just read in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 can also be understood in more simpler terms in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, where it says to put your burdens on one another and to help each other study the law in Jesus Christ. That means read your Bibles. That means come together, pray for one another. Power prayer is so powerful. Supernaturally, man, we move mountains. When we come together in faith and we come together in the name of Yahusha, guess what y'all can do to Father? Anything you ask of him in his name, he'll do it. He tells you this in the Bible. Read John chapter 15. Read John chapter sixteen thirteen. Read John chapter, uh, read all of John, dag- dag on it. Read Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. <laughs> come on, man. Let's do this. All right? Um, I mean, there's so much more I want to talk to you all. So much more I want to tell you, man. But I just don't, you know, hey, you got it. Hopefully you got it. And we got more coming if it's the Lord's will. Remember, the Lord's will is in the book of James chapter 4. Right? Where he says to say anytime you have something planned, always say if it be Yah's will. So in other words... You coming to see me tomorrow? Yeah, if it's the Lord's will or if it's you will. Yeah, if it's you will, I plan on doing this. And going back to plans real quick, let's go to our Bibles and Proverbs. Because everything's based on the Lord's will. But we like to say what we got planned. And that's what makes the Lord laugh sometimes. Telling him what you got planned. Like he don't already know. And let me tell you why it's funny to him. Some of you got this, some of you didn't. Check this out. See, I'm all about this Bible study. Go to 16 of Proverbs. Chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. And it says, A man's heart devises his way. That means a man makes plans in his heart. But, Yahuwah directs his steps. Some of your Bibles will say, A man makes plans in his heart, but the Lord determines his steps. So, in other words... If it's his will, he will go along with it. If it's not, he has something else for you. But you can never say one from one day to the next what will be, because tomorrow ain't promised. That was also in the book of James as well, and it's also in Matthew chapter six. I never did read that too. I remember now that I told you I was gonna read Matthew chapter six when we were talking earlier about tomorrow's like a vapor. Our lives are here one minute, and the next they're gone. That's in James. That's in the book of James chapter uh four so in Matthew chapter six I'm gonna show y'all something all right Matthew chapter six in Matthew chapter six I'm gonna show y'all what's 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 working and Matthew chapter six is this. Therefore, I'm in verse twenty five and we're going to read this one and then I'm out for real. Matthew chapter six, verse twenty five says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Does this sound like a lot of y'all always, well, I got to get my clothes ready for tomorrow. And that's good. You pre planning Nothing wrong with that. That's good. The Lord likes organization. But y'all be worrying about that stuff. Oh my God. I don't know what kind of shoes I'm wear with this outfit. Is my hair done? It's, come on, man. Let me finish reading this. But then I'll make comments. I want to keep interrupting because you got to get this. So let me start over. No interruption. All the way in from verse 25 of Matthew chapter 6, all the way to verse 34, the very end. deep breath (laughs) verse 25 therefore I say unto you take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink nor yet for your body what ye shall put on is not the life more than food and the body than raiment behold the fowls of the air for they sow not neither do they reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them are ye not much better than they which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto a stature and why take ye thought for raiment consider the lilies of the field how they grow they toil not neither do they spin and yet i say unto you that even solomon and all his glory was not arrayed like one of these Wherefore, if God, or Elohim, so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the other nations seek. For your heavenly Father knows that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of Elohim and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Moral of the story. Don't be worrying about things that God provides for all things, even other nations, which he calls Gentiles or heathens. He provides for the whole entire world. If you pray, if you ask, if you follow his word, if you try to do what you can, getting his word every day, meditating every day, family, that's how you build your faith. That's in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. But faith in itself is in Hebrews chapter 11. Make sure you check it out. Okay? Meditation is not evil. You just got to know what meditation is. The Bible talks about meditation a lot of times. And I've memorized all of Proverbs um, as meditations in terms of where it says and what it says about meditation. I memorized them the other day. No, I'm not bragging. I'm saying that because I didn't know them. <laughs> okay? I knew two of them. Out of the seven that I memorized. And I'm studying them now. More and more. Now, the book of Joshua, like I tell you all the time. Chapter 1, verses 8-9. through Tells you to meditate on the word daily. That's in verses 8-9. and Chapter 1 of Joshua. Check it out, family. You know, if you hear a lot of pages and stuff, that's me flipping through some of my stuff here. um, That I'm looking for. Some stuff before I tell you we're going to get skedaddle out of here, but listen man you know how you know if you've been walking with me now you know what it is this this is not new to any of you that's that's hip that's veterans that's family that's been been supporting me and those of you who just started getting hip to what's going on thank you so much you will continuously get used to me if you haven't already just listen to my podcast let me know what you feel let me know what you think um You know, Yahusha is very clear in John chapter six, verse 44. He says, no man can come to me except the father which has sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. John chapter six, verse 40 says, and this is the will of him, meaning the father that sent me that everyone which sees the son believes on me may have everlasting life and I will raise him up at the last day. What more do you need, man? But we're going to get into the times man, of the end where it says in John chapter 16, verse two, they shall put you out of the synagogues. Yeah, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God a service. That may be some of y'all I'm talking to. Some of you very people who are listening to Favor radio may be the ones to turn some of us people in one day because you're going to be taking the mark of the beast. Some of you are going to stray away from the faith. Some of you aren't really sure if this is where you need to be. Some of you are going to act out of being afraid. So you want to survive. You think surviving is taking the mark, but what you don't know is you just put yourself in further problems, buddy. Because now, fear not the one who can kill you, but fear the one who can kill the body and the soul and throw you in the hell. That's in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Stop playing, man. Get your scriptures. Know who the real rock is. It ain't Dwayne Johnson. It's the most high. Peter was called the rock of the church right he's Petros in Greek he's Sipha or Kepha in Hebrew but his name is Peter Kepha or Sipha right he is the rock but the real true rock is all in the Bible Deuteronomy 32 verse 4 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 Isaiah chapter 30 verse 29 through you know and then you got uh, verse uh, chapter 44 of Isaiah verse 8 you got all of that, man. So just get in your word and do the best you can do, man. That's all any of us can do. Stop trying to keep up with the uh with the Joneses. Whatever that means. Shouldn't be trying to keep up with nobody but you and the most high. Run on your time, run on the most high's time. Let the most high get you get you where you need to be. Stop trying to compare yourselves to other people and, and don't worry about what such and such got. Everything ain't what it look like. Everybody ain't living the way they coming off. You know what I'm saying? Everything ain't what it seems. Some people are just putting on a good show because they, they trying to hide something. You know, be yourself. Be authentic. Be honest. Tell the truth. What's the name of this podcast? Galatians four sixteen. Have I made you, have I become an enemy? Because I tell you the truth. If you ain't about the truth, then you're a liar from the fire. And that's where you're going back. So, you know, tell the truth. Shame the devil. You ain't got nothing to worry about, man. Love each other. Be kind to one another. Pray for one another. Even if you get upset with a loved one or someone you don't know, pray for the people. Leave them alone after that if they don't want to be bothered with you. People have to meet you halfway to let you know, hey, I'm on the same page as you. we equally yoked. Let's make it happen. Let's work together. Let's see what happens. And let's put the Lord before our both of us and we can, we can really do something. People don't believe in the power of the Most High. They don't. They come up with all sorts of reasons and excuses. They keep blaming everything on the world as this. They're tired of that. I get it. We all are. We're all human. We all got to share and occupy this space called this plane that's called Earth. But if we don't do what the Bible tells us, then we deserve everything that happens to us. It's just that simple. It's just that damn simple. And you just can't say this enough. I can't say this enough on my shows. People have gotten so used to hearing me now. I go in one ear and out the other. But guess what? You're not hurting me. You're hurting yourself when you act like that. If you got too much pride and your ego and you got your ass on your shoulders, people, you're going to have to answer for that. If I'm doing it, I got to answer for that. It's just that simple. And I'm seeing a lot of this everywhere I go. It's like people are just wax cold but it's not shocking you know why because Matthew chapter 24 verse 10 through 12 tells us this was going to happen in the times we're living in now and people who've always said they love you or got your back they're turning their backs on you they're dropping off they're dying they're sick or they're no longer interested in you whatever the case is you're not it for them it just reveals more of who they are how they are feeling. Let them be who they are, man. It's going to hurt. Because they're never going to get where you're coming from. If you ain't walking in the light of y'all, you ain't going to understand y'all's people. It's just that simple. And all of us are sinners. Even the ones that are saved. This is why we have to do even more of watching ourselves. The Bible is clear. Judge yourself so you don't have to be judged during judgment day be found blameless blameless when he returns. That could be tomorrow. You keep thinking this ain't nothing that's gonna come had oh the all the prophecies didn't happen. You don't know when that you don't know exactly the day or the hour of the rapture. And I guarantee you after all some of y'all get this information and you actually live and witness these things, you still ain't gonna believe it. <laughs> You'll believe the explanation the news give you before you believe these scriptures. Oh, it was aliens. Oh, it was a terrorist attack. They use some kind of weapon, some space weapon y'all, y'all rather believe that than to believe the Bible. So be it, man. Amen also means so be it. Amen also means verily, verily or true. It means agreeing to that which is true. So when every time somebody says amen, that means they are agreeing to that which they can testify by saying it's true. Don't just say amen because it sound good and somebody next to you say it. Forget trying to keep up with them damn Joneses. Take them fake personalities and get rid of them. Be a real person. Be authentic. Stop worrying about love coming in your life and putting everything online and and then turn around and half naked pictures and blowing kisses and, and, and flexing and stuff. Just come on, man. Come on. You want a good, decent person, but you out here doing worldly type of stupid ass behavior. I'm talking to everybody that's doing this stuff, man. Get your ass off your shoulders. Put it back where it belongs. Clean yourselves up. Get right with y'all. I'm working on myself. I'm a work in progress. You're a work in progress. I don't care about attitudes right now. If you're going to be immature about it, put away the childish things that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says. When I became a man, I put away childish things. I spoke like a man. I act like a man. Or I spoke like a child. I did like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. That's what it tells you. You really want to be about love? Read First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse four through thirteen. You want to know about the gifts of the spirit? Read First Corinthians chapter twelve. Want to know about Paul coming out of the body? Read Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Listen, he knew a man in Christ. Let's just say, it like a, he knew a man in Christ, whether in the body or out of the body. That's in Second Corinthians, first tw- uh, chapter twelve. I'm not. Listen, we are getting out of here, man. You know, study what being equally yoked really means. What believers really means? That's in Second um, Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen. If you want to know Satan masquerading as an angel of light, that's in Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse fourteen. 2 Corinthians seven, fourteen. Read all that stuff, man. Right? Test the spirits. 1 John chapter four. Read the chapter. Look at all the different antichrists that are on the earth. 1 uh, John chapter two. Be careful what you say, because you can curse or bless somebody. That's in the book of James chapter three, starting from verse five all the way up to 10. It is also in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, because you can speak death on somebody. I said things back in the day that I regret and I repented and I rebuked it and the Lord forgave me. And I know not to do that again because this person that I spoke those things on, they almost died for real. And do you understand what kind of guilt I would have had had that happened? Don't do that, man. If these people make you that mad, love them from a distance, man. If you really love them from the heart and they don't love you, that's okay. Like I was told yesterday and like the Bible said, and I was told this by a friend of mine yesterday who who gave me a good reminder or something. They said, love is not meant for you to give to get back. That is what we're supposed to do when we meet somebody and we're in love with them and they want to be equally yoked with you. Then, yeah, you expect them to love you back. But if you're giving someone love, love is a gift, just like life is a gift. The most high. And this is how this person made me see this. And they were so right. And I want to thank them for that. They told me, they said, listen. What if Jesus said that about you? About his love? He died on the cross for us. He didn't have to. I know a lot of you don't believe that. But that's, that's going to be between you and the most high. And I'm going to pray that somebody out there who doesn't believe this is touched. And I told you before we leave, we're going to pray tonight. But they told me this. They said, listen, love is free. It's a gift. And a lot of people abuse it. They use lust, manipulation, to have selfish gain." And that what a cynic is, a cynic, a cynic does that. Second Timothy chapter three does that. Read it. You got all types of people out here. Narcissists, you've got, you've got thieves, liars, players, confused people. One minute they want to be with you, the next minute they don't. One minute they your homie, the next minute they are not. One minute they want to hang, the next minute they don't. These are wish-washy people. Bible says to have no dealings with unfruitful works of people who don't even <laughs> they don't do what they say. First John chapter 3, verse 18 says, people need to stop talking and being more about action. Titus chapter 1, verse 16 says, There were many people who will say and claim that they are lovers of God and follow God, but these are people who do the complete opposite. They have nothing to do with God man everything in them scriptures is in them scriptures when I tell you that I ain't talking hypothetically metaphorically or allegorically I'm talking literally get yourself right y'all still want to believe NASA and they told you they see this other planet and there's all these stars and listen man help yourself man the Bible's clear there ain't nothing out there (laughs) I'm just trying to tell you man we're stationary baby we're not going around no sun at no sixty-two thousand miles per hour. We are stationary. The only thing that's moving is the sun and the moon. The book of Listen, man. We reading the book of Numbers and stuff. When Joshua was fighting the battle and he given, he prayed to the Most High and he told him, "Could you, could you, you know, let the day not end?" And the sun stood still. If the sun stood still, I want you to think about this. If the earth is a globe and it's moving around the sun, then why would the sun stay still instead of the earth standing still? The sun stood still because the earth is immovable, it's unshakable, it's on pillars. Read Job chapter 26, verse 7. Read 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8. You're going to say, oh, these two contradict each other. One says that there's nothing holding the earth, it's an empty space. Another one's going to say the pillars of the earth. But you got to finish reading it. You'll realize it's saying the same thing. All right, family, that's it, man. Let's go ahead and get this prayer in, baby. (sighs) Dear Heavenly El Shaddai, Most High, Ilion L. We want to thank you for all that you do. I want to thank you for all the support, all the listeners, all the people that have been true and genuine not only to Favor Radio or to me individually, but to themselves, to the people around them, folks that are trying to make a difference, trying to shed some light on the world, trying to get past the differences and the and the and the hails and tribulations that they themselves are suffering, whether it be ailments, sicknesses, whether a loss of a loved one, whether it be uh, a shortage on food, paying the bills, money ain't right, everything's tight, whatever the case is, we thank you. We thank you for giving us the strength. We thank you for for blessing us. We thank you for those that don't even love us, because you told us to love our enemies no matter what. You told us to, to, to pray for our enemies and that you would fight our battles, to hold our peace. That's in Exodus 14, verse 14. I thank you for that. <sighs> also want to thank you most high for anybody that needs to hear this, touch their heart. You know, shred any any doubt that they may be having in their heart with believing you. Or believing in you. Or what you say. Show them. Wake them up before it's too late. Give us all that light of truth. That you are the true light. The true representation. You are not the author of confusion. You are the father of all things. And all things consist of you. And made for your purpose. You are the one that reveals the end from the beginning. As you told us in Isaiah chapter 46. Verse 9 through 11. All things are purpose for you and you only. You are the creator. You make peace. You create darkness, you form the light, you create evil, all, you do all these things, else die. Give the people the love that they're missing. Take the darkness out of their hearts. Show them the light. Help them to see supernaturally and clearly what they're missing before this beast fully takes over. Help them to look more into your word and to pray to you every day. We love you very much. We thank you very much. And I thank you for giving me a chance to change my ways, open my eyes, and direct me the right way. Through your son, Yahusha Hamashiach, we pray. Thank you, Yahweh. Amen. All right, fam, you already know what it is, who it is, and why we do it. On Favorite Radio, there's no filters, there's no censorship, and there's no BS. I'm your boy, Jerry Didar, signing off, saying to all, I love y'all. Peace and namaste. Yeah, a minute. Yeah, a minute. Uh, uh. It's 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 Jimmy the dog, and I'm in the scene. Uh. Yeah, a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, boy, a minute. Uh, uh. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy the dog in the scene. Yeah, a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, a minute. Uh. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy the dog, baby. Uh. Yeah, minute, yeah boy, a minute, yeah yeah yeah, i minute. Ah, nope, no time for ever, No, no, no time forever ever, ever. She no she bit, she bit, it, bit, it, bit, it, bit,